Good morning, church and friends of the church. Um, it is the morning of Sunday, March 29th. This is our third weekend in this season of the wilderness and isolation. We are still very much disconnected from what we understand to be normal. We cannot relate to God in the ways that we are used to. We can't come here and step through these doors and engage the divine through the religious practices that seem normal to us. We cannot relate to each other in ways that feel normal. We can't come in here and have our weekly connection by finding each other in our regular seats. We cannot relate to the neighborhood and the world around us in the same ways. Um, we can't be social. We can't, we can't be uh, playing. We can't be interacting with and helping our neighbors in the ways that we are used to. We, we do not understand ourselves in the same way. Uh, we can't make sense of who we are in the same ways, the ways that we are used to because we have different tasks and different ways that we have to do things now. Last week, uh, I invited us all to consider the critical importance of being present in this season, not letting our focus get monopolized by our memories of the ways that you, uh, life used to be or monopolized by our imaginations and hopes for what life will be someday after this, but instead being present here and now in this wilderness time, present to God, present to others, present to our own selves, present to the realities and the temptations and the possibilities now, as things are now. Uh, in this reflection, I invite us all to consider this week how being in the wilderness has a way of naturally stirring our empathy and our concern for others. We can see this reality in the wilderness stories that are a part of our scriptural and spiritual history. We can see these ways that this awakening of empathy and concern become a turning point. It was uh, in the wilderness that Abraham discovered his God-given empathy for the nations of the world. And he committed that he and his descendants would be a people who sought to bless the peoples and the nations of the world. It was in the wilderness that Moses became truly present to the sufferings of his people in Egypt, became present to God stirring his empathy and his concern for them, and committed to go forth out from that wilderness to lead the people to a new time and season of freedom. It was in the wilderness of being exiled when the Israelite people couldn't be in their temples or their synagogues, praying and worshiping together in the same ways, and couldn't be together in person with one another in the same ways because they were scattered and they were forced to relate to the world around them in different ways. That the prophet Jeremiah stood up among the people and called them to be present to God, stirring their empathy and concern for others. Jeremiah said, Thus says the God of Israel to all the exiles who've been sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon, 
build houses and live in them, plant gardens and eat what they produce, take wives and have sons and daughters, take wives for your sons, give your daughters in marriage that they may bear sons and daughters, multiply there and do not decrease, but seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf. For in its welfare, you will find your welfare. It was in the wilderness of isolation that Jesus became truly present to the realities and the temptations and the possibilities in the world around him. His life shifted away from focusing on continuing the status quo of the past and away from efforts to live into goals and a future of his own making. He discovered that God-given empathy that so powerfully and beautifully guided his days post-wilderness. His empathy caused him to look around to see all the people of every nation and tribe that were like sheep without a shepherd, he saw the female, the foreigner, the leper, the mentally ill, and all of the other people marginalized by maintaining the exclusive social practices of the past status quo. Allowed his empathy to drive him to compassionate engagement for the sake of the other in, in ways that were so very different than the norm. My, my favorite word in all of the scriptures is the Greek word splagnos, and it's the word that the scripture writers used to describe Jesus being moved in the depths of his bowels to this place of uh, compassionate empathy for the other, this visceral thing that just bubbled up from within him in a way that guided him so powerfully. When the very first participants in the movement of Christianity moved away from the certainty and comfort of the uh, status quo of the established religion and entered into this spiritual, emotional, physical wilderness. They became this new community of people that was known not for their religious beliefs and rituals, but for their concern for the poor and the marginalized among them. The book of Acts and Paul's letters tell of food distribution to the hungry, and collections taken up all throughout the cities of the Roman Empire for the sake of the poorest of people in the poorest of places. In the fourth century, um, when Christianity was still relatively young, um, the Roman Emperor Julian wrote lamenting of the growth of Christianity, which was taking people away from the Roman religion and temples. He said, the Christian faith has been specifically advanced through the loving service rendered to strangers. It is a scandal that there's not a single Jew who is a beggar and that the God, these godless Galileans care for not only their own poor, but for ours as well. When we are focused on our past, remembering what life was like before this season, our memories are naturally self-focused. Our brains only store those memories of ourselves and significant others, whether they're significant because they are in our close social circle or significant because our brains have labeled them as threat or enemy. We only remember 
the status quo and the habitual because we, we just physically don't have the storage space to remember more. When we are focused on the future, trying to guess or imagine or plan what life will be like after this season, our imaginations are also naturally self-focused. We only know enough information about ourselves and our own people, our own families, our own national context to dream up future goals and a vision of what the good life we hope becomes. It's really hard to imagine anything other than what we've experienced before as the status quo. But when we focus on the present, we are able to see and understand a much broader view of the humanity around us. Our brains can process that. When we're not so preoccupied with self-focused memories, goals, and hopes that we naturally filter out our awareness of the others beyond our immediate context, we realize that strangers are no longer beyond our view. We look and listen to the experience of the other, and we can hear and see them long enough for that empathy, that splagnos that is hardwired within us to naturally kick in. And if that empathy, if we allow it to happen and we don't suppress it, it reorients us so that our lives become more focused on caring for others. This is a physical, mental, emotional, spiritual reorientation. It's what happened to Abraham and to Moses. It's what happened to the Israelites in exile. It's what happened to Jesus. It's what happened to um, the apostles and to Paul. It's what happened to that fourth century church. And it's happening around us now. We can see this. Families and friends are talking with one another more. Neighbors are more open to each other and friendlier. Neighborhoods are organizing ways of ensuring that everyone on the block is well. Food and monetary donations to organizations like our own Community Cupboard are significantly up. Artists and musicians are offering online concerts and lessons free of charge, just, just as a gift to the world around them. Most of us are participating uh, willingly in this community effort to slow and spread the virus by, uh, slow the spread of the virus by being socially distant and staying home. There is something in all of us that naturally and organically knows that we, we do not and cannot live on islands as individuals, but we must be a connected community and live as such. There's something in all of us that knows that we must seek the welfare and the well-being of all those around us because this is how we ensure our own well-being. But we have to be present to that. We have to feel it. 
We have to feel this empathy for other, this concern for other. We have to feel our place within the connected whole and not suppress it. And we have to allow it to reshape us, to reshape us out from those places of individualism and the status quo that are part of our past and part of our imagination for the future. We have to allow this wilderness empathy that we feel now to change us so that we are not the same. We have to allow ourselves to change the ways that we're viewing others so that we're less self-focused and judgmental, less ruggedly individual, and more caring and more committed to point our lives in the direction of the common good and loving others. And we have to commit to being that way, not just for this season until this virus is gone, but from now on, for the rest of our lives. So we're invited to be present to the empathy and the compassion that we feel now. Don't squash it. That's the real you. That is a natural, God-given part of being a human being. Claim it and commit to living by that empathy for the rest of your life. For as we seek the welfare of those around us, we ensure our own welfare. More wilderness uh, reflections are coming next week. So if this is compelling to you, uh, stay tuned. But now we close with our longings and our prayers. We pray that these social distancing measures slow the spread of the virus and protect the most vulnerable around us. We pray for healing for those who've been inflicted and for the doctors and nurses on the front lines doing the hard work of healing. We pray for children who have been disconnected and because of that um, disconnection from their normal, they are, they are now disconnected from life-sustaining uh, meals and mentorship at schools. We pray for adults who are disconnected from work and the ability to afford the necessities of life. And we pray that our whole community would be transformed by this time in the wilderness together that we would emerge from this season with deeper understandings of our mutual belonging and a deeper commitment to the common good. May God bless and keep you during this season in the wilderness of isolation and trial. And may you know the goodness and peace of life amidst the challenges of these days. Peace be with you all. Take care and be well.